Welcome back to Africa Science Focus, the weekly science and development show from SciDev.net. I'm Halima Athmani. Farmers rely on fertilizer to ensure they get a good yield from their crops, particularly when soils are depleted, as is the case in parts of the African continent. But the cost of fertilizer has been soaring, especially due to the Ukraine-Russia conflict, and the rising price of food means that for many, hunger will surely follow. Our reporter Michael Kaloki discusses the problem with Dr. Agnes Kalivata, the president of the Alliance for a Green Revolution in Africa, Rwanda's former agriculture minister, and the UN Special Envoy for the 2021 Food Systems Summit. We've seen fertilizer availability in the first, towards the end of last year and the beginning of this year, really grind to a halt uh, because as the crisis was speaking. Uh, in some cases to ground to a halt. 11 countries in Africa depend on Russia for fertilizers and 23 countries depend on Ukraine for supply of fertilizers. So the truth, the, the truth of the matter is Africa is very dependent on the rest of the world for fertilizer supply. A significant part of our countries are getting 60% of our countries are getting fertilizers from the Russia-Ukraine region. And, and the others that are not getting from the Russia-Ukraine region are getting from other parts of the world as well. What's the current state of fertilizer availability and access on the continent? So for these countries, it meant that access became almost impossible. It is between 20 to 45% in terms of price at the farm gate. So, so it means that um, for a farmer that was spending money uh, to buy fertilizers, for the same amount of money, he will get half of what he was getting, or he sometimes get a third of what he was getting for the same amount of money. He can only fertilize a third of the land that he was fertilizing with the same amount of money. The Alliance for a Green Revolution in Africa is an organization dedicated to helping African smallholder farmers, and it works in partnership with many of the world's top fertilizer companies, including Bayer and Sigenta to do this. One of its partners is also the International Fertilizer Development Center. To help us understand what this stranglehold on fertilizer supplies means for food security in Africa, we spoke to Sebastian Duva, program lead at the Center for Africa Fertilizer.org. Fertilizer goes without saying um, uh, that it is one of the crucial uh, components needed for good agricultural production, the others being uh, good seed uh, that is of good quality, as well as clean water and our limited resource that is land. So fertilizer in this case um, is actually a very huge determinant of agricultural production ventures, both in terms of yield and quality of the produce uh, that we get from our agricultural activities. Sebastian, how important is agriculture to the continent? Uh, I, I think we cannot under, understate the importance of, of, of the venture as it were, given that 60% of the entire workforce in sub-Saharan Africa is directly or indirectly engaged in agricultural activities, as well as about 24% of the entire GDP in African countries being a direct contributor from agriculture. Well, you're speaking to me while you are in Rwanda. Here in Kenya, where I am, 
at the moment. Farmers have been complaining about the price of fertilizer, with many complaining that it is generally very expensive. Is this a concern across the sub-Saharan Africa region? And if so, what is being done or can be done from a policy level to improve fertilizer availability and access? Fertilizer prices have been on an upward trend all across um, the, the different global markets. So sub-Saharan Africa has not been left behind. We started seeing an increase in the price of fertilizer as from 2021 second half. Um, many reasons were, could be attributed to this, e.g. the rise in feedstock prices for the production of fertilizer. To more recent, uh, the conflict in Eastern Europe, uh, we have seen very firm price levels, not only in Kenya, but also in other different African countries that AfricaFertilizer.org is working in. We have seen price levels escalate more than 100% uh, with, no, with no softening insight. And it's likely that as we head into the next cropping season for 2022-2023, the same price levels are still going to be experienced. And in terms of the interventions currently ongoing, we do have uh, various interventions by different African governments. Case in points, we have some governments instigating or instituting emergency subsidy programs just to cushion the farmers from the high uh, price peaks. We have seen others uh, go into uh, sort of uh, removing VAT or exempting VAT from fertilizers just to give uh, some slight reprieve in the prices. We have seen some uh, African governments in West Africa uh, directly engaged with development partners to get um, uh, bilateral grants and, and concessional loans to offset the offtake of fertilizers in their respective jurisdictions. Sebastian, is Africa too dependent on the rest of the world for its fertilizer supply? You know, do you see the possibility in the near future perhaps of Africa being self-dependent in regard to its fertilizer requirements? That's an interesting question. I, I, I think in terms of Africa being self-reliant on its own fertilization needs, that is a dream goal for all the African countries that we interact with. But at the moment, the reality is that Africa is highly dependent um, for our fertilizer requirements for our farmers. Um, most of the fertilizer, I would say 90% of the fertilizer used within Sub-Saharan is actually sourced from other global markets outside of Africa. The only countries that we have seen uh, almost nearing a self-dependency state, if you could call it that, are countries like Nigeria, with about 70% of their requirements coming in from uh, domestic production. But other than that, uh, we still remain um, an, a dependent market in terms of fertilizer for our farmers. And if I could ask, why is that so? Why is the continent so dependent on the outside world? There are various reasons, but I'll just highlight the two main ones. Uh, the first one being the availability of feedstock uh, required to produce the fertilizers. So as far as we can tell at the moment, we have gas reserves in West Africa, in Nigeria. We have phosphate reserves in North, uh, in North Africa, in Morocco. We also need K reserves. That is another element that is required for the blending of these fertilizers. But even having said that, the main, the other main reason that I would, I would like to to put across is on the financial investment required to actually set up uh, production facilities within Africa to be able to produce adequate uh, quantities of fertilizer to meet the requirements of our farmers. As Kalibata explains, there is a way forward 
for African agriculture. So it's 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 a sector that uh, has huge potential, but right now the sector is struggling. The state of of the sector right now is impacted by a number of factors. It is impacted by climate change to start, uh, which started in around 2014, and we've seen yields decrease from around 2014, and they have steadily been decreasing as a result of increasing uh, frequency of droughts and floods. We've seen COVID-19 come in uh, in 2019, and it has completely uh, disorganized value chains and um, logistics and how we move food around. And this has impacted earnings and livelihoods from the agricultural sector. Loss of jobs have implied that there's even more pressure on the agricultural sector as people go back uh, to try to earn a living from the agricultural sector. And more importantly, the most recent Russia-Ukraine crisis has added two dimensions. A dimension of increasing fertilizer and uh, unavailability, the unavailability of fertilizers to communities so that they can produce food. Fertilizers are now 300 times as more expensive than they were before uh, the Russia-Ukraine crisis in some places. And then the dimension of increasing food prices as fuel prices are increasing. In some cases, we've seen food prices increase up to 30 to 45 percent. So all this is in, in increasing food-related inflation, is increasing loss of jobs as a result of, um, of these challenges, and is increasing pressure on the agricultural sector to be able to deliver. Is there a bright future ahead for farmers, or does it look bleak? So the biggest opportunity for farmers today comes from the fact that Africa is endowed. There's no reason why we can't produce. We, we already know that. We, we, we know we have huge potential. But this potential has to be harnessed. So that is, that is huge. The other opportunity is Africa has a consuming population. It's not that we don't have a market. We do have a market. The challenge has been how that market is optimized to serve the African farmers. So right now, we've been increasing our import bill for things we can have and produce as a continent, from wheat to oil seeds to, to rice to maize to, this, to, to soybean. These are things we are perfectly capable of producing as a continent. We need to invest in producing these things. This, some of these challenges are a wake-up call. The first wake-up call with the Russia-Ukraine crisis is that we need to think about producing some of these commodities on the African continent. 14 countries in Africa are able to produce wheat, but they're not producing wheat enough to be part of a market. We do have the ability to produce maize. We also do have the ability to... And, and maize is, is one commodity actually we have been able to demonstrate that we can depend on our own production. Africa is close to parity when it comes to maize, what we need on the continent. But there are other things that we really can do better. And part of that is also understanding some of the crops that we have competitive advantage in producing and advancing those from a technology and innovation perspective and ensuring that we have the right consumable products from those 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 commodities, cassava can form, uh, can replace wheat in bread and do so many more things, sorghum, millet, these are all things 
that have the potential to contribute as much as we get from wheat. But we haven't exploited their potential through te uh, food technology uh, developments and innovations. And we need to invest in that research. So we need to invest in ensuring that we diversify from few commodities to some of the commodities that we produce well. But also we need to invest in ensuring that some of the commodities we are importing, we have the capability to produce, we can increase yields by using improved seed, good seed that give farmers good yields. Very few farmers still do access, we don't have, let me say it differently, we don't have wide scale access to seed like we should have. We still have 30 to 40 percent farmers accessing seeds in these countries. In some cases, even none accessing improved seeds. We are still using 17 kgs per hectare of fertilizers. The rest of the world is using 300 kgs per hectare. We don't need to use 300 kgs, but we need to raise yields from 1.5 metric tons to 5 metric tons. At that at that level of production, our farmers will will be part of what we are doing on this continent, our farmers can supply and feed us. We will have surplus to take advantage of the Africa free continental trade area that we are not taking advantage of today. So the opportunity lies in increasing production, in using good technology, in having better policies, but also in taking advantage of the frameworks we have put in place. We do those things and African farmers have a great future, not a brick future. We do have, of course, climate change to deal with. And, but there are ways we can deal with climate change, we already know that. So yes, we are up a cliff, it's not like what was happening 20 years ago, we are up a cliff, but it's doable because we have a market and because we have the production capacity. That's all from us at Africa Science Focus today. If you want to find out more, head to the SciDevNet website, that's www.scidev. V.net. Today's show was produced by Alice Hurst with editing by Ogechi Ekanyuano and reporting by Michael Kaloki. I'm Halima Mani. Until next time, goodbye. Africa Science Focus is produced by SciDevNet and distributed in association with your local radio station.